Today on Reparations in Action. Many, many African revolutionaries from the 1960s and early 70s are still locked up as political prisoners inside the borders of the U.S. You're listening to Reparations in Action. Reparations now! Uhuru. You're listening to the Reparations in Action podcast and FM radio show, The White Lies Shattered series. My name is Jamie Simpson. Reparations in Action is a program of white solidarity with black power. We believe reparations to African people is the key question of our times and is one that demands action on the part of European or white people. As always, we'd like to salute Black Power 96, where this show is aired and recorded for our podcast weekly. On today's program, we will be playing a presentation delivered by Penny Hess, chair of the African People's Solidarity Committee the organization of white people formed by and working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party to build solidarity with the anti-colonial struggle for African liberation and reparations. Penny has joined the African People's Solidarity Committee at its founding conference in 1976 and has, for the last 45 years, worked under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party and Chairman Omalia Shatella to build white solidarity with black power. Chairwoman Penny is also the author of Overturning the Culture of Violence and a regular presenter on this very podcast for our White Lies Shattered series. Today's presentation was recorded on April 17th, 2021 at the Uhuru Solidarity Movement's National Convention, which was titled Make Wall Street Pay Reparations. The Uhuru Solidarity Movement is the mass organization of white people formed by and working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party and its leadership, Chairman Omalia Shatella. USM's mission is to organize in the white community to build a mass movement for white reparations to African people in the form of political and material solidarity with the African community-led struggle for African liberation self-determination, and national liberation. This presentation by Penny Hess gives an overview of the Solidarity Movement for Reparations and explains why it is and must be under African working-class leadership. At a time of profound crisis for colonial capitalism, Chairwoman Penny lays out the reasons why organizing for reparations and solidarity with black power is in our genuine self-interests as white people who want to stand on the forward side of history and unite with the majority of humanity. For more information about the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, you can visit uhurusolidarity.org. That's uhurusolidarity.org. We now go to Penny Hess at the opening of the Make Wall Street Pay Reparations Convention of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement 2021. Uhuru, and welcome to everyone to the celebration of the 45th anniversary of the African People's Solidarity Committee. And it's a great honor to have with us Chairman Omali Shatawa. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you for everything. And I am really looking forward to our discussion tonight. I just want to say that this is very emotional because... This is history. The existence of the African People's Solidarity Committee as a part of the strategic plan of the African Liberation Movement, the African People's Socialist Party, to extend 
the African revolution into the colonizers population, into the enemy population, the white population, um, as not as, as allies, not as supporters, but as active and, uh, African internationalists with the mandate to, um, to bring the, the voice of the African revolution through our own faces and our own mouths into, um, into the white population, which is our responsibility to do that. And we want to talk about that tonight. Um, it's very, very uh, profound, this historic um, situation that the African People's Socialist Party created the African People's Solidarity Committee almost a half century ago, and that the African People's Socialist Party in 2022 will be celebrating its 50th anniversary. So this is, uh, this is profound. And I also want to say that, um, you know, we want to welcome who was not able to be with us tonight, but the deputy chair of the African People's Socialist Party, Ona Zenea Shetela, whose leadership, um, of her herself and her office, informs, guides, leads the work of the African People's Solidarity Committee, all of us who, who are in it on the ground, and um, just has provided incredible leadership to us and to our understanding of how not only the question of reparations has to be carried out in the real world under the leadership of the African working class, but also, um, you know, also just in terms of understanding the significance of the struggle for dual and contending power in the hands of the African working class as it really has unfolded and she has built. So we express our deepest condolences to Deputy Chair Onisene um, for the tragic loss of her son, Octavius. And, you know, we just want her to know that, that we are here, that we recognize um, just the seriousness and, and the tragic nature of, of what happened um, and the loss of her son. And, you know, again, we salute African People's Socialist Party with its 50th anniversary coming up and it's building throughout the world. Um, we also salute the leaders, the veterans and the current members of the African People's Solidarity Committee. I just wanna name the National Central Committee of the African People's Solidarity Committee, Alison Haney, our APSC Secretary General and a coordinator of Uhuru Furniture Stores under the leadership of Deputy Chair Onizene Shetela and her office, Kitty Riley, Director of the Office of Reparations and Economic Development, or ORED, directly under Deputy Chair's leadership. Maureen Wagoner, Director of Uhuru Foods and Pies, again, under the leadership of the Office of Deputy Chair. Lisa Watson, Director of the African People's Solidarity Committee's Agitprop, Agitation Propaganda, and part of the party's Agitprop Department, which puts out the burning spear um, and the radio station public, publishes the books and is under the leadership of director Akile Anai. We also salute Jesse Neville, who you've met, if you did not already know, chair of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement and the Reparations Legacy Campaign and so much more. Uh, just a great comrade uh, on the leadership body of the African People's Solidarity Committee. Janice Kent, Uhuru Foods and Pies, St. Petersburg, 
and also so much more under the leadership of the Office of Deputy Chair, Stephanie Midler, Uhuru Furniture Store, Oakland, California. Again, under the Office of Deputy Chair, Ali Ayello, our comrade, who's the regional representative for the West region, the Western region out in Oakland, California, Uhuru Comrade Ali, and Hallie Murray, who is the regional representative of the Northern region, but, and also the coordinator of um, Uhuru Planet and who will be coming here to St. Louis very soon. So I wanna start by saying that we salute the African working class and the ability to see the world through the eyes of the African working class and the political understandings of African internationalism, which is the political theory of the African People's Socialist Party. And more than that, the ability um, to act on that understanding through being organized under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party. And it's been through profound struggle and leadership of Chairman Omale Shetela in particular, and the deep humanity, brilliance, genius, leadership, and courage of African people, specifically the African working class and the African People's Socialist Party, the Vanguard Party, that has won us, that has tamed the beast, that, that has enabled us to throw out all of the things that put ourselves in the center that um, come with the baggage of, of being the colonizer, being the white people in this world, um, sitting on the pedestal of the oppression of African people and living off of their stolen labor, stolen land, and stolen genius on the stolen land of the indigenous people here in the Western Hemisphere. Um, and that for us to be able to understand this, to go through a process and to be part of what must come, which is inevitable in the trajectory of history and the future of this planet, that African people are going to be free and liberated. And that that is the revolution that uplifts all oppressed and colonized people. And it's open there for us as well as white people to jump off that pedestal at, at the expense of everybody else and stand and join in organized solidarity under the leadership of the party, which is ambitious and determined that Africa will be liberated and is carrying out a scientific strategy to make that happen day after day after day for 50 years now. And from the position of the white colonizer nation, I acknowledge colonialism and the real conditions under which African people fight, struggle to survive, and under which white people live and prosper at their expense for the last 600 years. The fact that African people, as the chairman has so eloquently stated, have been forced to create and recreate life for us, not for themselves. And that day is changing. And we realize and acknowledge the reality of colonial violence and the instability, <clears throat> daily insecurity and emotional, physical, economic turmoil 
of colonialism that is ever present stalking the lives of African people in this country and around the world and the incredible brutality of the lives of African people. And white people have no idea. We have the ability to walk right by, to, to blot it out of our, of our vision, to live in a parallel universe. And we can choose to see a glimpse of African resistance and, and African colonial existence when forced to by the uprisings of African people, we can protest and then we can just walk on by. And if we so choose, we can return to the safety and the ignorance of convenience of life on the pedestal as the colonizer. The African People's Solidarity Committee was created again 45 years ago by the African People's Socialist Party, led by Chairman Omali Shetela, who took on solving the problems of the African revolution in the face of the defeat of what he has defined as counterinsurgency by the U.S. government. A counterinsurgency is a war without terms that the U.S. and imperialist governments wage against colonized and oppressed people who are fighting to be free and liberated. And it uses every possible tactic to destroy the revolution, to murder and assassinate its leaders, to destroy the will to struggle, and um, you know, to to use psychological warfare, um, military warfare, every possible kind of thing, economic warfare, all of which the U.S. has done. It's done it to the people of Vietnam. It's done it to oppressed and colonized people around the world, Nicaragua, and to the African Revolution inside the borders of the United States. And that we recognize, as the chairman has often said, that the African Revolution of the 1960s, based inside the borders of the United States, inside of the colonies of the United States here, which still exist today, was this incredibly exuberant movement of African workers that united with African people around the world. And it was a time when anti-colonial revolution was the main trend on the planet, as Chairman Omali Shintella has said. And we know that the struggle of African workers inside of the U.S. gave power, gave strength and confidence to the revolutions in Vietnam and China, Africans on the continent, and oppressed peoples, indigenous peoples, and people of the Middle East um, struggling against U.S. imperialism in that time to see that the U.S. would have to fight on two fronts, one against its colonies external to the U.S., but one also to this anti-colonial struggle going on inside the U.S., which led by the African Revolution and galvanizing Mexican, indigenous, Puerto Rican, um, and oppressed peoples inside the borders of the United States, just electrifying. And this was the heady, heady experience of the Black Revolution, the African Revolution, and its deep bond and connection with oppressed peoples all across the globe. But after the defeat of the African Revolution in the late 1960s and early 70s, with the 1969 assassination of Fred Hampton in Chicago, the Jackson State, the violence carried out by students, African students at Jackson State in 1970, 
1971 violent crushing of the incredible Attica rebellion, the 1973 arrest of Hisada Shakur and Sindiata Akoli in New Jersey, the rise of neo-colonialism and black politicians um, set to carry out the imperialist and colonial domination of um, white power and blackface, the massive trajectory and motion of the African revolution was hit hard. Even the ideas of the African revolution were wiped out and defeated, but only Chairman O'Malley Chatella kept the African revolution alive to continue to fight, to raise the anti-colonial question, the question of African independence, the fight against imperialism that the chairman has fought to rise up to to win the masses of African people to be able to come out of the ashes of defeat with the aim of rebuilding the movement for power, for liberation, for political and economic power in the hands of the African working class to liberate Africa, all of Africa, to seize power and govern, to destroy colonialism and to destroy capitalism once and for all. The chairman had to solve the problems left unresolved after, after the defeat of the African revolution. It was truly ashes um, there. There was, it, it was so destroyed because the US government not only assassinated and imprisoned so many leaders and activists, we don't even know all the people, all of the African people who are still in prison today. And many are still in prison today, even as, as white people have gotten out of prison. Um, many, many African revolutionaries from the 1960s and early 70s are still locked up as political prisoners inside the borders of the U.S. And um, the U.S. government salted the earth by imposing heroin and later crack cocaine into the African communities and massively building prisons, criminalizing the African working class that had been known throughout the world as leading the moral high ground of the struggle of oppressed peoples around the world was now vilified, was now um, just, you know, under the heat of, of U.S. counterinsurgency uh, violence every single day, which we still see carried out. But the chairman had to keep alive the ideas, win the war of ideas and build organization, which he fought to do um, facing the incredible headwinds of all those who united with the defeat of the African Revolution and the rise of neocolonialism in this country and around the world. One of the most important, or one, I would say one of the key important questions that the chairman had to solve and had to answer was what about the white people? Because white opportunism flourished in the face of counterinsurgency, in the face of what was what the U.S. government was doing to the African Revolution, we white people sold out the African Revolution as fast as we possibly could, um, and we raised up our own interests to you know to the forefront. And we've done that over and over again. And and you know we had come to consciousness based on women's liberation, based on the understandings and the leadership of the African liberation movement. And the same with the LGBTQ movement, um, the whole question of that was called gay liberation then, 
that this understanding and the ability to struggle in the way came from the leadership of the African liberation movement. And so as soon as we saw the cordite in the community, as soon as we saw you know, the, the gunshots of the U.S. Um, counterinsurgency, you know, we, we hit the trail. We, we went back onto the pedestal. We went back to, to uh, college and took a bath, as the chairman said, and um, just went right back up on the pedestal and basically, uh, you know, wiped out our relationship, any that we might have had being, um, you know, mobilized by the revolutionary movement of the African revolution of the 1960s. So the chairman created the African People's Solidarity Committee and um, on the weekend of, of September 30th to October 1st, 1976. And those of us who came to the African People's Solidarity Days Committee in the early days came with all of our baggage and all of, all of the contradictions of the time. And as I said, it was the, the struggle from the chairman that overturned or struggled to overturn our arrogance, ourselves in the center, our self-image as the colonizers resting on the mode of production of African, of the colonization of African people. And when the party created APSC from the very beginning, our mandate was to win a sector, as many people as we can, of the African community to stand on the side of the African revolution, to stand in genuine solidarity under the leadership of African people. And that our work has been and still is to win white people, that we have to be organized. We cannot just read a book and discuss it somewhere or talk about it on social media or sit in a cafe and, and talk about even the ideas of, of the African internationalism uh, created by Chairman O'Malley Chatella without joining the practice of being organized. This is, this is absolutely key. And it's something that I want to win um, that our responsibility is to extend the African revolution behind the enemy lines, to win reparations as a revolutionary demand, turning, returning the stolen resources to the African revolution. This is the revolutionary stand. And Chairman O'Malley Chatella has won us over the years to become true African internationalists, understanding that capitalism is built on imperialism, that colonialism is the mode of production of capitalism and of our lives. And that colonialism is the essence of everything we have, we know and experience. The suffering, dehumanization of others, the murder, the genocide, the plunder, the theft and the violence. This is who we are and this is the essence of what our lives are. This is what it's built on. So there are the colonized and the colonizers. If there is colonialism, and indeed there is, and we are the colonizers. So the role of Chairman O'Malley Chatella has been incredible. 
if we understand or even recognize the word reparations, it is because of Chairman Omali Shatella. If we recognize the term colonialism and reject the, um, the, the myth that the main problem facing African people in this country is racism, but understanding that the, the contradictions facing African and the political and economic reality of, of colonialism backed up by the colonial state of the US government, which guns down African people every single day and locks them up in prisons. Um, you understand that because of Chairman Omali Shatella. If you understand that capitalism was built on the enslavement of African people and built on genocide and that white people are settler colonizers inside the borders of the United States, it is because of Chairman Omali Shatella. He has fought for those ideas and understandings for the last 50 years. And if you understand that, as has been discussed, especially in this last year, since the police murder of of George Floyd, the, the understanding that white people must be under the leadership of the African liberation movement, under the leadership of the African working class party. If you understand that, because white people sit on the pedestal and we are imbued with opportunism, that is our uh, understanding of the world, that we must be under the leadership. If you understand that, that is because Chairman O'Malley Chatella has fought for that. And the idea that capitalism was built by the European assault on Africa, turning African human beings into commodities where labor, land, culture, minerals, genius, all stolen from African people on stolen land of the indigenous people, which white people participated in the colonial violence historically um, against African people through what was called the lynchings, the murder, the terrorism that was carried out and still is in the form of the state and the uh, genocide, the active participation of white people in the, in the genocide against the indigenous people. And, you know, as the chairman says, that colonialism is the mode of production of capitalism, meaning every way we work, produce um, what is produced for us to live, everything we are, do and understand about ourselves our prosperity, our understandings of good and evil, philosophy, science, art, all sit on a pedestal of the oppression and African, of African and indigenous people, meaning they produce life for us. Their lives, their children, their work, everything, their art has gone to us as the stolen ability to live on this pedestal. And African people are standing up and the African People's Socialist Party is organizing for freedom and liberation. And white people, a lot are in a crisis. White men have stopped working, have stopped going to college. Many white people are dying, white opioid, alcohol addiction, and, um, and just plain deaths and suicide are skyrocketing. Depression, mental illness, inability to reproduce, the declining white population, which is um, even greater than they thought. They thought there was going to be a baby boom among white people during the pandemic. No, it was far fewer births than, than deaths. So, you know, we see climate anxiety, quote unquote, among white people. We see depression, that there's nothing to live for in this system. 
And if we hate imperialism, if we hate the system, we must be organized. We can't just think it. We can't just discuss it. We have to join. Um, we must fight to be in an organization under the leadership of the African working class. I can't say that enough. We have to fight our individualism. We have to adhere to democratic centralism, which is the organizational form that holds the interests of the African working class accountable. It makes it happen. And, you know, white people talk about white privilege. Well, white privilege is being the colonizer, but the major white privilege is that we cannot be organized. Um, we, yes, we have to win reparations, but it's not just money. And I mean, all the money has to go back because African people must be able to create and recreate lives for themselves. But we, we have to work. We have to work. This system is crashing down, as the chairman says. And if we hate the system, if we see that there has to be a new world, it has to be organized, accountable, worked for under the organization of the African working class. And anything else that says that we're going to stop climate change or we're going to end U.S. wars around the world or anything else is fantasy or hopium, as I've heard it called, well-wishing, meaningless. There has to be revolution, imperialism has to go. And that organization is the only vehicle that African workers have. They cannot fight the, the you know, the bombs and, and the nuclear power and, and the drones and the tanks and the guns of U.S. imperialism. But they can, like the Vietnamese, build an organization rooted in the people and adhered to the interests of the African working class, and they can defeat and will and are defeating U.S. imperialism. I just want to say that the struggle of African workers for their liberation is the revolution. It's our revolution. This is not charity. This is not a favor. This is not our latest fad. This is the revolution. There's not another revolution. There's not a white revolution and an African revolution. There is a worldwide process of revolution led from the depths of the pedestal upon which imperialism sits. And that's led by the African working class. And I, I want to say also that we, as the Solidarity Committee and all of us, including members of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, we have to defend the African working class, the African People's Socialist Party, every day, this system attacks the African working class and especially, especially the organization of the African working class. It is, um, it is out there trying to slander it and, you know, making up lies about it, uh, all of this. And it's done this in the 60s. It's doing it today. It's part of COINTELPRO. So this is some of the things that we're going to talk about today. We're going to go into deeper. We're going to talk to Chairman O'Malley Shatella, who is going to give us tremendous leadership on this. And I just want to end by saying that the chairman has said of the significance of the African People's Solidarity Committee, that it means that the African People's Socialist Party 
is taking responsibility for the whole revolution. The existence of the Solidarity Committee under the leadership of the party forwards the overall global revolution because the whole system was built on colonial slavery. The party developed the theory and that theory is called African internationalism. And it takes responsibility, including for African People's Solidarity Committee. So that means for us, we are not helping the black revolution. We are under the leadership of the party and we are working to destroy the social system we say we hate. So the chairman is saying what makes white people uncomfortable is the threat to the conditions of white life. White, the white left makes no challenge to white people's well-being. The African revolution will destroy imperialism. And the drag against that revolution is white people. The weak link is white opportunism on the pedestal. But we have the opportunity to join humanity, to rectify our relationship to the peoples on the planet Earth, to end this life which is depressing us and um, making us drug addicts. And, you know, it, this isn't the answer. You know, this isn't the world that we want to live in. We see what the U.S. imperialism and capitalism are doing every single day to destroy all of humanity and the Earth and the planet with it. So we have an opportunity to be part of the future because African workers and the African People's Socialist Party is winning. It is fighting and it is winning here and around the world. So now is the time to take up our responsibility as human beings on this earth to join the majority of humanity, to jump off this pedestal, to change the world through the only genuine process of destroying imperialism and ushering in a new world without the oppressors and the oppressed under the leadership of the African Revolution, Uhuru, and Vanguard Up and Unity Through Reparations. You're listening to Reparations in Action. Reparations Now! This has been an episode of Reparations in Action, the White Lies Shattered series, a biased podcast of white solidarity with black power. My name is Jamie Simpson. This episode was engineered by Marcel Marius, who also composed our theme music. The show is researched and produced by Penny Hess, Jesse Neville, and Lisa Watson from the Black Power 96.3 FM studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. A shout out to Akile Anayi and DJ Eddie Maltzby, as well as the entire Reparations in Action team, Sandra Forrest, Johan Bedingfield, Amanda Carlozzi, Kyle Weiss, Marissa Ricchetti, Ali Aiello, Alana Woods, Declan Keller, Hallie Murray, and Sarah Ritterspock. If you liked what you heard today, you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate this podcast. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, please email them to us at ria at blackpower96.org. Special thanks to the African People's Socialist Party's Chairman Omali Yeshitela, without whose leadership and theory of African internationalism, none of the understandings presented on reparations in action would be possible. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you.